0: And welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. It is week 13. It is flying by. Ross, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very, very well, mate. Um, just five weeks left of the regular season. Very That's weird, crazy. isn't it? It's gone too quick. Far too fast, but uh, enjoying it. Very much enjoying it. And we're kind of really approaching that business end now. We can't get into the last month or so. We're in December now. By the end of this month, we're going to have a pretty good idea of what the playoffs are going to look like. So this is where it gets... Uh, Gets really, really interesting now. And uh, hopefully, we can find some more winners as we go. Um, speaking of which, you picked up a winner last week, did you, not?
0: Yeah, I had one winner. It was a disappointing week overall. Uh, Jeff, Wilson managed to score one touchdown for me, which I managed to tip it above evens. But by, by the time the kickoff, like I think you said just before record, it was 4 to 9, which. Very low price, but sadly he went off injured in the second half. So I tipped the brace at a much larger price. And that was nowhere near. Uh, but yeah, sadly only one winner. And Ross, you got very close. Well, you had one winner yourself and then very, very close with
1: another. Yeah, those commanders did the business for me, minus four and a half. They covered against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, plus money. So that was that was really nice. Got a little bit of touch and go even that one <laughs> towards the last minute. But um, yeah, the commanders meant to hold firm. Yeah, close on a couple, really. I mean, I had the Cardinals beat the Chargers. That went down to the very kind of bitter ends. Um, the two-pointer, two-pointer. kills me off. Yeah, in that one, uh, the Cardinals should have won that game as well. So that was a little bit disappointing, his underdogs. Uh, and yeah, kind of the bigger one I had on the week was the Bengals to cover and the overs uh, against the Tennessee Titans, which came very, very close as well. Just a couple of points away from that one. Um, of course, the Bengals did cover, so I got that kind of, half the argument in there. So, yeah, one of those frustrating weeks where just things didn't quite go our way. Um bet well Latavius away, Murray
0: but... from the Broncos? That should have been no bet list. You should have absolutely called me out for that. I should have done. <laughs> Do you know what? I
1: should have done. I should have done. Uh, <laughs> and on my side, Rashad White as well for the Buccaneers. How yeah. I've <laughs> absolutely no idea. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're close to the no bet list to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a weird yeah, franchise yeah. they had this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're a little bit downbeat on it. It's still a week of two winners. We still had a pretty good job. And um, yeah, the run of form's been pretty good. So let's keep that positive to going into uh, what is a, an excellent uh, week 13 slate. Okay, we're going to kick things off. Um, not chronologically this week. We're going to kick off with the 9.25 window because there is a huge game uh, in the offing this Sunday. It's a rematch. It's a rematch of the AFC Championship game, which, of course, you might remember back in January was excellent. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's an absolute belter on paper, and we've both got a pick in this game. Matt, I'll let you kick off.
0: Yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in the stars. Jamar Chase and Travis Kelsey both to score one touchdown. You can get it at five to two with Sky Bear. And I'll lead off with Jamar Chase. He was... Rumored that he might be back last week, but they held him back, I think, definitely with this game in mind. You look at how good he's been this year. Over his last two games, he's had four touchdowns with a massive 262 yards. And yeah, that might sound good. But let's go back to his last two games against the Chiefs last year. So they played in the regular season and then also in the well, the amazing AFC title game. He had again... Well, not again. He had four touchdowns in those two games and a three three 320 yards he is absolutely amazing. And what makes it even better is the Chiefs secondary has not been very good this year. No teams conceded more touchdowns to wide receivers, which is crazy to think. They've had 15 through 11 games. And yeah, I think Jamal Chase is going to go crazy in his return. And then Travis Kelsey as well. He's just having a career year. He's some somehow he's scored the most touchdowns he's ever had through, and we've only had 11 games. He's got what six more games to go, five more games to go. Does Travis Kelsey have a career year every year? It seems <laughs> it like it, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, he's super. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. We should have known this was coming. Tyreek Hill goes out of town, no real replacement in mind, yeah. obviously, <clears throat> Juju Smith Schuster. But yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey was obviously going to score touchdowns, and yeah, I'm backing him for another. Over his last, I think, well, he's got 12 12 touchdowns on the season, more than he's ever had. He has five in his last three. And same as Jamar Chase, you go back to these last two games against the Bengals last season that they had. He has a touchdown in both of them. All I'm asking is for history to repeat itself. And it's going to be one of these games where the stars shine. It's going to be Chase. It's going to be Kelsey. It's going to be Mahomes. It's going to be Burrow. It's going to be an absolute blockbuster game. I was close to tipping this at a brace as well, but I'll just keep it safe with one plus down at five to two. And that plays very nicely into your tip, Ross. It does. Um, This is my heaviest bet of the season so far. 12 weeks in, uh,
1: 13 weeks in, should I say. uh, I'm going with the five-point selection for the first time this season. You've done a couple. uh, You landed one a couple of weeks ago. Um, If you're not aware of the point system, head over to spottinglife.com. Uh, And it's all explained there where these tips are also housed. But essentially, if I'm going five points... It's as big as you can go. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say anything more about how much you could put on this (laughs) bet because that's not (laughs) responsible. However, this is a five-point selection. I'm very, very confident in it. The selection is 20-plus points, both teams to score uh, in this game. But BTTS 20-plus, simple as that. But many of the reasons you'd have said. Um, Chase coming back. Um, Jamar Chase's comment this week. The quote was, I don't think I can be stopped. I mean, that is a cold individual, Jamar Chase. He is absolutely superb. And it's worth noting as well. T. Higgins has done an unbelievable job in his stead as well. I mean, T. Higgins is still going to be out there. Uh, it's a real one-two punch in that um in that receiving unit. And then I mean, Tyler Boyd's not a bad three either. I mean, there's plenty of talent on the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously you've talked about the Kansas City Chiefs and Kelsey themselves, as for both teams hitting 20 plus points in this game. It's one of those bets, I and mean, you can get it at five to six. It's not the biggest price in the world, but that's pretty good value, I'd suggest, for what you get in Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, they're both ranked top three in the three key categories in terms of this, passing yardage, passing touchdowns, big-time throws over 20 yards, both in the top three. Josh Allen is the other guy in that three. That just shows the level we're talking about, when we talk about Burrow and Mahomes. And in terms of kind of the trends, uh, in terms of hitting 20 points in games this, uh, this season, the Bengals, 75% of the time although they have done in the last three weeks. And, of course, that's without Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase comes back in, completely goes into what you've said about what the Kansas City Chiefs do on defence against receivers as well. He may get a lot of that 20 points himself, Jamar Chase, I suspect. As for the Chiefs, 12 weeks in, they've only not scored 20 points once this season. Uh, It was against the Colts, believe it or not, in week four, I think it was. They hit 17 that day. It was their worst performance of the season, bar none. It was a terrible showing from the Kansas City Chiefs. They still hit 17 points, and Matt Matt Amendola missed a field goal that day, which would have hit 20 anyway. I hate to say the word no-brainer, but both teams score scored 20-plus points in this game. It's my bet of the season. I absolutely love it. Uh, I really hope this game delivers on the promise. It frankly should do.
0: Um, Yeah, I I really think this should be an absolute blockbuster, so uh, stay tuned. Settle down from... England, Senegal, get nice, nice and comfy. The nine PM slate is, yeah, is going to be a good one. It's an absolute banger. Um, shall I
1: go next? Yeah, talk to one me one about day.
0: Steelers. I want to hear about what you're tipping against the Falcons.
1: Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers on the spread in this one, uh, minus one and a half. Currently, at the time of recording, it might shift a little bit, but you can get plus money on minus one and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know they're four and seven. Um, doesn't fill you with confidence too much. That record, of course, obviously the record is slightly less than the Falcons themselves. Um, but I don't think that's the record that matters. The four and seven overall, the three and one with TJ Watt on the field. It is a different team with arguably the best defender in the league on that roster. It is completely different. Um, just every single stat just elevates with what on the field. I mean, through seven games where he didn't play. Uh, the Steelers picked up just eight sacks, five turnovers. In the four games he has played, 14 quarterback sacks, <laughs> 11, 11 takeaways <laughs> in ridiculous. that time. It's unbelievable. It's not just his, obviously the QB sacks, that's a really direct primary uh, impact he's having. But in terms of the takeaways as well, he's just elevating the players around him. Um, They just feed off his energy, I think, and it just elevates absolutely everything. These are a much, much better team with TJ Watt uh, in the side he essentially put the dagger in on, on Monday Night football as well he's in great form as for the Falcons I can't really have the Falcons nowadays I could at the start of the season they were excellent at covering they covered the first six games of the season uh they were the only team six and0 against the spread if you remember since then they've covered just once things have really really flipped uh the Atlanta Falcons Kyle Pitt's been out the year is a major major blow basically the run game's got to be cooking in this game for the Falcons to have a chance. And it's tough to run on the Steelers. I mean, that plays right into Pittsburgh hands. They just average over 100 yards per game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is pretty good. Pretty good. I think that's top 10 of the league. And it's even harder to score in them as well. They've only conceded six rushing touchdowns this year, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't really know where the Atlanta offense is going to go when the run game gets shut down, if I'm honest. I mean, it's going to rely on Marcus Mariota doing dropbacks. Yeah. It's going to rely on Marcus Mariota throwing the ball 30 times this game. And I've just mentioned the threat of TJ Watt. You don't want to be doing that. Um, yeah, I, I think you can get Steelers minus one and a half. It's less than a field goal.
0: I the offense, is, the the offense is cooking now as well. It Kenny, is. Kenny Pickett's coming into his own. He's looking a bit more competent. And George Pickens in particular is looking Scored like... Scored on Monday, yeah. A real player and the Falcons secondary is one of the worst in the league, so there's clear matchup potential there that plays into this bet as well.
1: Yeah, I really think, in terms of spreads this week, I think this is probably the value <clears throat> of the week. I really do. I think this yeah. probably should be stretched out to field goal. The fact it's less, gotta snap, snap some hands off. I think. Yeah. Um, where are you looking at next this week?
0: I'll go New York Jets against the Minnesota Vikings and I'm all in on Garrett Wilson purely because there is no more Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson with just a different quarterback looks like a new player. His only touchdowns on the year have come in games away from Zach and his targets, catches, receiving yards per game, they are all up when Zach Wilson just isn't with the team <laughs> Last week, he saw a 29% target share with eight targets. You look at anybody else on the Jets, the maximum was three targets for any other player. He's clearly instantly Mike White's favorite target, and he's the best wide receiver in that room. And, I mean, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis are good, but Garrett Wilson, he reminds me of Odell Beckham as a rookie. He is so electric, so fast. He had that big touchdown where he broke away. Made a guy miss. He looks so good. And now he's facing the Minnesota Vikings. No team in the NFL has conceded more receiving yards to wide receivers than the Minnesota Vikings, on top of nine touchdowns to position as well. You look at their last three games, they're conceding 32 points per game on average to opposing offenses. And there's no reason to see this slowing down. I'm tipping Garrett Wilson to be over 75 receiving yards as two points. And then as a one point play, I'm going for over 100 receiving yards and one touchdown. And you can get that at a big 17 to two, which would be very nice. You just throw in that the jets are banged up at running back as well. Me and you last week, we got very excited with James Robinson being a healthy, healthy and active. And we've we got on the Michael Carter train and yeah, Injury early in the game, which ruined our chances. <laughs> it never left the station, that particular train. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not great. But yeah, Zonovan Knight came in, and yeah, he looked competent, but they are banged up at running back. So that means we can expect more volume through the air, which means more opportunity for Garrett Wilson. I'm thinking this game could be really high scoring. I really do like the Jets, D, but I think there's back and forth potential in this one where I could see Garrett Wilson being a major player. 100 yards touchdown. I can see it happening.
1: Side point, do you think Mike White can take the Jets to the playoffs? Yes,
0: yeah, I do. Interesting,
1: interesting. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Okay, I'm going to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions in the 6 o'clock window for my next pick, and I love the home underdog. And that's what we have here. We've got the Detroit Lions as home underdogs in this game, and I don't think they should be, <laughs> personally. I get why they are, but I think it's recency bias. Yeah, It's recency bias on last week. Look, If you listen to this podcast, I assume you watch every week. You will have watched the amazing scenes at the end of the Jaguars-Ravens game last week. It was great to watch. I loved seeing Trevor Lawrence really kind of flexing what he can do in that final drive. It was brilliant to see uh, the Jags getting that victory. Doug Peterson going for the two-point or all that. It was great to see. It was a great win for the Jags. Someone made the point to me that is that a top five moment in franchise history hilariously maybe so <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was um it was a heck of a win it was a heck of a win however let's not throw shade
0: on blake balls let's keep the train going for blake i said He's top got, five
1: that, that could be top three <laughs> <laughs> it, it's sneaking the, sneak the top five um yeah I, I think a little bit too much has been put into that window just a tiny bit and i I think this game should be a scratch game, to be honest, or even the line's favoured. I don't see why the line favours the Jags by a point or two. Uh, I like the line straight up in this because you can sugarcoat all you want, and that's essentially what the Ravens' win does. It sugarcoats the fact that before that, they had one win in eight. This is not a good football team, the Jags the Jaguars Yeah, I think they're a good off-season away from having a real, real go. They've got the quarterback there. Uh, I'd argue they've got the coach there as well. Uh, I think Doug's done a good job there and there's certainly some parts, Travis and when he's, when he's healthy, etc. I still think they're probably one off-season away before they have a real go. I don't think they're there just yet. I don't see that consistency with the Jags just yet. Whereas with the Lions, you kind of have recently, and I'm talking within the last kind of month or so, they had a really torrid October. Uh, they conceded 132 points um, in October. They were dreadful, lost all four games. Something flipped i don't know what it was but in the month of november the last four games they conceded 85 points which equates to about 21 21 21.1 per game as opposed to 33 time before the talent hasn't really changed the personnel's not changed but something happened something happened and they ended up winning they were going three and one um in the month of November, and the one is a field goal, a last-minute field goal defeat to the Bills, which is there's no shame in that at all. On Thanksgiving Thursday, two of those wins also were within the division. We know they can score points, absolutely. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, sixteen rushing touchdowns between them, thirteen of them, of course, being Jamal Williams. But that's that's the most prolific one-two punch in the NFL right now. Um, and Amon Rosset-Brown, whenever he's healthy, whenever he's playing, he's going to pick up that yardage. He's going to, he's going to make plays. He's going to make plays. He's going to score touchdowns. Um, I was looking this week, and in terms of the NFC, only Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup have more catches than Amon Rosset-Brown so far this year. That's a wow. pretty remarkable stat when you consider he's been out for a couple of he's games He's been as out, well. yeah. Yeah, he's played 10 games. So pretty remarkable. Um, we know they can score points. There's no problem there. And I think they can defend now. I think they've got some kind of grit in that defence. They're on home field. They're on a long turnaround as well. Let's not forget, that's that's, that's a 10-day turnaround after Thanksgiving Thursday. The Jags expended a lot of energy, you'd imagine, in that Ravens win. I don't think they back it up. I really like the value of the Lions beating the Jags. I don't know what you think, but I think this... Yeah, there's some real value here for me.
0: I think the Lions fired their DB coach back in October, and... That been, a lot. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Okuda, especially, is coming like a man possessed. He looks ridiculous now, and we've seen the performance against the Packers in particular in that run, picking off Rogers three times. The yeah. D is massively improved, and Aiden Hutchinson. He's a lot of the sacks yeah. that he's getting are fortunate, but his coverage, in particular, when he's like this hybrid linebacker, where he's not all just about the pass rush, he's dropping back and he's making serious plays as a if coverage. he was on. If he was on a team with a
1: winning record, we'd be hearing a lot more about it. Definitely. Obviously. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy who I still probably believe should have been the number one pick in the NFL draft, ultimately, sure. uh, Trevor Walker's done okay. But um, interestingly enough, this is one of those two as well, uh, of those particular draft picks. Um, yeah, I like the lines straight up in that game. I, th- I think that's a nice pick. Um, okay, let's go to the caveat game. <laughs> Your caveat pick of the
0: week. Um, but I really like it. Yeah, Packers at Bears, and I don't think it's caveat anymore. He's logged two straight full participant practice. Justin Fields, he looks like he's back. And to be honest, if you bet this bet, it should be void if he doesn't play it anyway. So yeah. I wouldn't be too worried. I don't think his injury is going to affect his playing style at all. He was when he did come off with his injury, he clearly was struggling with it, but he still managed to put up. 85 rushing yards and a score. I'm backing him for get to get another touchdown against the Packers. And yeah, I, I think this has got a real chance. I think the price might be inflated because there's worry around his injury and if he might not play. You can get it at three to two, which for feels it should be below evens now. Every single week, he's got six touchdowns in his last five games, which he's just running like a man possessed. He's got. So many rushing yards. He broke the record for most rushing yards in a game by a quarterback. And then he did that again over a two-game stretch. And why I love this so much is because you look at the Packers last week when they played the Eagles. They were decimated. The Eagles posted a huge 363 total rushing yards. That's the most ever for the Eagles in about, I think, 60 years or something crazy like that. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts put up 157 yards. Miles Sanders 143 yards. In total, there were three rushing touchdowns. It's such a good opportunity for Fields to go out. The Bears are missing Khalil Herbert, so you're looking at uh, uh, you're looking at Fields and Montgomery to get it done. And I really like Montgomery in this game as well. I think he'll beat his rushing line. But in terms of scoring, Fields has so much potential. He we've seen his athletic ability. He's a better runner than Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to be able to score. You look at the Packers' defense, and I don't really know what happened. Last year, they were one of the best in the NFL, especially in terms of rush defense. Now, as a shadow of its its former self, they rank as the second worst in the league for rush defense, conceding an average of 154 yards per game. I, it's just crazy. that Obviously, Rashawn Gary's down. But outside of that, there aren't too many players missing, which is really surprising as to why it's such a – downpour. Mm. And just to sweeten the pot, these two sides met already this year. Field scored a touchdown in that game. And that was so early in the year. That was week two. Uh, Since then, he's blossomed. He looks amazing now. For That that stretch of the early portion of the season, there was talks around, is he the worst quarterback in the league? What are the Bears going to do? Now he's really coming to his own and he looks like a star player. I wish the Niners took him, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I, I really really love the price here.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And as I say, yeah, there's not going to be any opportunities to get it at plus money. Uh, it feels sort of a touch chance whenever that happens, especially in a matchup like this. Um, it exactly. makes total, total sense. I think.
0: I think the Bears win this game outright as well. I could see
1: it. I could say I, I mean, I've not been able to have the Packers all year. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Rogers situation is going to be interesting as well. Obviously, with the injury last week and
0: yeah.
1: Do we see some Jordan Love in this game? Do we see lots of Jordan Love in this game? Who knows? Mm. Do we see a lot of Jordan Love? as the season goes on, is the interesting one for me. What do the Packers think going into next year? Because I'm not convinced it'll necessarily be there next year. <laughs> I'm no, just, that's no, uh, I...
0: It's a conversation for another day. Um, Bring us home. Talk to me. Talk to me about a big, big game.
1: Yeah. Um, I've made my thoughts on this pretty clear over exploitlife.com on this particular game. Do I think this should be a big game? No. No, I don't. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it is. And that's kind of guiding where my pick is at this week. Uh, my tip, it's seven to one. It's one of the biggest prices tips uh, I've done uh, on this podcast for 13 weeks. It's just a one-pointer. Uh, it's more of a small value play, in my opinion, but still, I think it's worth having a look go. Uh, it's Damian Pierce to score, and I'll get onto that, because straight away that might ring some alarm bells, but I'll get to that. And the Cleveland Browns to win this game by one to six points. So that is essentially the Cleveland Browns to win a tight one against the Houston Texans, which again might ring a couple of alarm bells based on recent performances. But it's that element of it being a big game. For those unaware, it's a big game because it's just shown on Watson's debut uh, for the Cleveland Browns. It just so happens to be at NRG Stadium, the home of the Houston Texans. Don't know how that's happened, but here we are. That's yeah. where we're at. Poor, um, poor. Yeah, it's because um, no no one ever gave an answer why the suspension was twelve weeks long. But th- there we are. It's seven hundred days. Seven hundred days. It will be on Sunday since he touched the field. Since he touched to NFL field. Look, the talent of Deshaun Watson is unquestioned. Is unquestioned. He's a top five quarterback in this league based on pure talent alone. He could be a top three. He is absolutely fantastic at what he does. I don't believe any athlete in any field can come back seven hundred days and be exactly the same from the off. Will he be the same next week? Probably. Will he be the same even in the second half of this game, potentially? But there's bound to be a little bit of rust. I think that goes into why I think the Browns still win this game, but the Texans keep it kind of tight. The other reason, one of the many other reasons is, but well, the Texans have not had a playoff game for a good long time. They've not had a prime time game for a good long time. They're not going to for a good long time. There's a lot of those Houston Texans who are going to be free agents in the offseason who are going to want to shop window themselves. This is probably the opportunity to do so. Yeah. This is the game that's going to have the most eyeballs on it, the most people watching. There's two kinds, two sides of the coin. One, the franchise is thinking, we're going to have a tough time selling season tickets next year if we just roll over for just John Watson in our building. Like That is a tough sell. It really is. And as I say, these off-contract Texans players, they're going to want to show something um, to all those scouts around the league that are looking at these players. They're going to want to show out in this game, I believe. I think the Texans, to that alone, they're going to play this like a playoff game whether the Browns will, Watson will, but I don't know about the rest of them. Well, that remains to be seen. But the Texans, we're going to see the best Texans, and the best Texans are not great, don't get me wrong, which is why I'm not saying they're going to win this game by any stretch, <laughs> but I'd like to think they can at least get within the ballpark of where the Cleveland Browns are, who were not an incredible football team themselves. I mean, let's be honest, their record probably should have been better, even under Chico Brissett. I think a lot of those players let Chico down a little bit. Of the last few weeks. Um, and that takes me to the second half of this bargain. So I've got the Browns win by one to six. Nice tight one. Damien Pierce to score a touchdown uh, in this game. Essentially, Damien Pierce has to have a good game in order for this to happen. Now, those looking at stat lines will go, well, he's had 16 yards in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not giving up hope just yet because you look at those two games it was the Commanders, it was the Dolphins. Both of those teams have got rush defence in the top 10. Uh, they ranked very, very highly. And in terms of game scripts, it could not have gone any worse for Damian Pearson and a running back against Washington. The Texans were 20 down at the half. Last week, they were 30 down at the half. I mean, you're not going to run the ball. You're not going to run the ball, especially as a team that can do well against the run in those situations. There's no wonder they asked, um, they asked the two quarterbacks who played in those games to throw the ball. It's, it's no question. Obviously, they didn't do particularly well at that, but that just is what it is. That's the talent. This is a much better matchup. The Browns are not the Dolphins. They're not the Commanders. They're much more like the Giants or the Chargers even uh, in terms of what they're like against the run. Against both of those teams this year, Damien Pierce had big days. He He did very, very well against those. That's the level kind of at. The Browns have conceded 16 rushing touchdowns this season. Only two teams have conceded more than that. I like the value. I like the value. I think if the Texans are going to get anything going in this game, it has to be with the run game. It's got to be with Damian Pierce. The stats prove they are leaky. Damian Pierce can get in there. We've seen it from him. And look, again, none of the Houston stat lines are going to be that attractive. They're just not. Pierce has three touchdowns this year. And you're going to go, only three. That's not enough. That's more than any other Texan. <laughs> that's where we're at we're just talking about a one and one in 10 football team whatever they are This just is what it is he's actually scored 20% of Houston's touchdowns this year so it's actually you know it is not as bad as you think it's it is backable i do believe um so yeah is it a little bit of a heart play this one of course it is that's why it's 7 to 1 that's why it's a one pointer but i think if the Houston Texans have got anything about them in the, in the locker room at all um they try and keep this one close, or they keep it as close as they can. They do not let, let Deshaun Watson come into their building and just run riot because that would be, I mean, it'd be, just be disastrous for the franchise and the fan base. So I think the Browns will win. I think they've got too much talent not to win, but I think they'll win by one to six, and I think Damien Pierce, in the spirit of the Texans, keeping it tight, gets in for a touchdown at seven to one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see Texans' run is poor. I could see Nick Chubb having a good game as yeah, like Deshaun Chubs. Watson. Deshaun <laughs> Watson he's back from not playing for two years, and Texans are great at backdoor covers. Yes. Well, like they let the the better team goes and does their business early who's starters or who's key players and then Texans ease their way back in, which, yeah. That's
1: kind of the point, isn't it? It's obviously you watched last week against the Dolphins and they'd let them get to a 30-point lead. Um, there was a moment that anyone watching Red Zone last week where it got to the start of the fourth quarter and, like, Scott Hansen had a little bit of alarm in his voice. Yeah, you're like, yeah, hang on, a I, hang, on, on. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. They started just pulling it back and all of a sudden they were within a couple of scores and there was an actual yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. The, the Dolphins are in great form. The Commanders have been in great form. They've been able to jump out to those leads. I think Watson will be rusty in the in, in the short term. So maybe in the second half he pulls away, and fair enough, that's just what happens. Um, but I think the whole point is keeping it tight in that first half, or at least tighter. I don't mind the Browns having a lead, but maybe not 30 points. <laughs> and I don't think that'll be the case just because he's gonna need time. It's a brand new team. It's a brand new yeah. team. He's only yeah. crucially as well, he's only been allowed to practice for a week or two. Mm. It's not it's not like he's had a whole season to get these connections of Amari Cooper and those kind of guys. That's gonna come with time, it naturally does. Um. Yeah, I I really do think this will be a tight one, and that might be an egg on my face moment next week. But I'm willing to take that hit. Um, for a little bit of value at seven to one. And that's pretty much all we've got time for. Thank you very 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 much for listening. Once again, we're we'll back next week to review our picks, to give you some more picks for week fourteen. We we'll hope you've been getting involved. Hope you've had some fun, and uh, enjoy the football this week. We'll see you next time.